Hey folks, I think this episode needs a bit of a disclaimer. When I sat down with the band that I'm talking to today, Voyages, I thought it was going to be just a typical podcast interview where I'm talking about their music, about their plans for the future, about how, you know, the pandemic has affected them as artists and so on. But as it turns out, the group has a bit of controversy surrounding it. I knew there was a little bit of it, but I definitely wasn't prepared for the extent of the, for lack of a better word, drama going on between them and between other artists in the local music scene, venues in the local music scene, and so on. So I made the rare decision to edit out some of the conversation. It was one side of a story talking about a personal issue and naming names, uh, spilling tea in the, the parlance of our times. It occurred to me that if I tried to get the other side of the story, because of the nature of the things that are being accused and the things that are being said about the uh, conflict that's going on here, it would just turn into a massive junior high style, he said, she said, and that's not really what the point of the podcast is. It's also worth noting that I got a ton of feedback about this episode before it even aired, which is, I think, a little bit ridiculous. Um, I got messages from, you know, easily a half dozen people telling me uh, I can't release this episode or I shouldn't, or, you know, one of the interviewees is not to be trusted. And people telling me that who I should and shouldn't have on based on, you know, personal conflicts is disappointing. Uh, again, I don't know the full details of the issue that this band has with other people in the scene, and I don't really need to know it. It's not none of my business, to be honest. Um, it's obviously very detailed and very involved, and it's something they need to sort out amongst themselves. There's one more thing I want to mention is um, they reference on the podcast this idea that they feel like they've been blacklisted from the Winnipeg music scene, and they don't have opportunities to play with a lot of venues. And they're attributing this to these conflicts they're having with other members of the community who are potentially uh, perhaps a higher profile or more connected. If that's the case, that is really unfortunate. I think that Winnipeg music scene, at risk of offending maybe some listeners out there in bands, but I think it, it has that tendency to become very cliquey. And there's definitely, uh, it seems like some bands are given preference over others when it comes to shows or showcases or, or, or media attention. And I just really think the point of this whole podcast here is to um, get the word out about local bands, promote them, promote their music, let listeners know that they're out there and what they're doing. And if you can erase all of the personal drama from a situation like this, I think that any band is as deserving as any other of getting that attention and getting that exposure. So there was no way I was going to not release this episode. But it did seem like it made sense to cut out some of the uh, controversial material just to avoid any further drama. Uh, I even waited a week before releasing this episode because I was just so sick of all this shit that was happening. And here it is. The songs are great. I got some music in there by Voyages. Um, These guys have both been involved in the music scene for a long time. And hopefully you're just a regular listener who doesn't know anything about it and you can just skip all that, get to the music, hear what they have to say, and everyone can just grow up and leave this junior high gossipy whatever behind. Get up off your ass and get up on the podcast! Rich Police Radio! Rich Police Radio! Rich Police Radio! Rich Police Radio! Get up off your ass and get up on the podcast! Rich Police Radio! 
All right, welcome to Witch News Radio. I am doing the remote thing once again, and I, I know I say that every time. Oh, it's a remote episode, but it's always a remote episode because this thing is not ending anytime soon. So this is like the, the future going forward. But uh, yeah, I have a band on here who has not been on the show before. Well, one of you has in, in I think, a few different contexts maybe, but uh, yes. not in this configuration. So I think the best way no. to start things off is if you guys want to just introduce yourselves and just give a bit of background about your sound. About our sound? Ooh. No, Matthew, you start. Uh, I am Matthew Powers. I play drums. I have been on the show before with uh, Vampires. Yeah. Uh, yeah. That's 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 my claim to fame. So you would describe your sound as drums? I would describe my sound as drums. That is like a good sound. Day. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I like that okay. sound. Uh, I am Dana. I am the other half of Voyages and play the guitar and sing. Cool. Which is how I would describe myself. <laughs> Your sound is guitar and singing. Guitar, yeah. Cool. Okay, is, so now, yeah. now that we've established that, it's <laughs> uh, kind of a baseline here. Um, I, th- I think that, you know, when I was thinking about what, what to talk to you guys about, I feel like there's a lot of kind of intertwined bands that involve you guys, and Matt, maybe especially you, because you've been in a lot of different things over the years, and you have Midnight Review Presents, which has a bunch of other people working with you and stuff like that, too. Yeah, So. yeah. How did this this project get started with the two of you? I was a part of that kind of mess of bands that are all sort of incestuously related. Um, in its own way, I suppose maybe. Um, Dana started this project a million and a half years ago when he was living in Toronto. And uh, however, that is that is true. Except it was conceptualized as a band for Matthew, okay. uh, a two piece band. So that, I, I, what would that have been? I lived in Toronto, it was like 2011 or 12? I could check. It's, I think it's 2012. Okay. There was like, I was doing solo stuff, but then there was also fun songs, you know? Not the ones that I was playing by myself, the fun ones that people wanted to hear. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and I was like, this would be great if there was like a drama. And then I was like, well, I'm going to be moving back to Winnipeg soon. And so, yeah, I, I, but that was eons ago. And then me and Matthew were in a band together between them okay and then and then when that ended it was like hey should we do that thing that we always said we wanted to do <laughs> and yes and then we already had a bunch of songs it was like hey let's check let's check that catalog of that yeah. imaginary band we were gonna start so when you kind of decided ahead of time that you knew that that this is a drummer you wanted for for those songs like had you worked together already at that point or was it just from hearing his other projects uh, no, uh, so I was in a band, all of your friends, that had okay. yeah, mutual yeah. members with Sit Down Tracy, which right. Matthew was in. Right. And so we spent a lot of time together, and then when I was in Toronto doing solo stuff, I actually came back and, and was the opening act for Sit Down Tracy on a tour. So yeah, and, 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 and Matthew, I should actually say, also Matthew played on a bunch of my uh, solo recordings, so right. it, it was like, yeah, we, we played together before, but... And and we're and we're friends, you know. Like it helps, yeah. That helps. Yes, it's it's very good. Like it's very good to actually be friends, and then have a mutual interest rather than be friends around a mutual interest. I've recently, yeah, I've recently realized. <laughs> yeah, that's that's definitely a good uh, good strategy to have there. I think. Um, so, like, what was the. Uh... What, I guess what works between the two of you as a two-piece? Because a two-piece band is, is I mean, there's, there's a lot of them. And obviously, like, Matt, you're in Vampires, which is also a two-piece band. But, you know... Oh, I love Vampires. Great, great, great band, for sure. But the fact that you're kind of relying solely on one other person and instead of having, like, this kind of uh, safety net, right, of other players, like, what is the appeal <laughs> to you guys uh, of, of being a two-piece? And what works, I guess, between the two of you? 
I just have one. Con- I, I don't want to. I don't want to. Uh, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Uh, uh, <laughs> monopolize. Monopolize all the talking. But I just want to. I think that that's based on a misconception when you say having a safety net of the other people. Okay. I've been in bands with other people, and generally, there's one other person that you're like we good and the other people are not a safety net they are a bunch of cats that you're fucking wrangling with lassos that you don't know how to use okay well no i like that that analogy but what i was thinking is i mean like i'm just i'm thinking back to when i was in a band with 10 people and at that point like if you screw up no one knows who screwed up (laughs) you know what i mean well yes well fair enough and and there's kind of like a bigger sound that that you can kind of lose yourself in a little bit and that's not necessarily a bad thing all the time right when you're a two-piece it's very clear especially with drums and then a non-drum instrument right i mean because the drums are very specifically drums like (laughs) (laughs) oh and and and, they are very specifically drums well and and i think i mean matthew can probably speak to that but like um, i'm not someone who's like i know well today i turned on my amp and and it had been changed the settings i was like i have a picture of what it is i wasn't like I know what my gain is on my treble. It was like, uh, shit. I spent a day figuring this out. Good thing I took a picture. So I'm not like a, I'm not, I'm not one of those gearheads. So yes, I'm sure for Matthew, it would probably be more like, oh shit, that mistake was really heard really well that Dana just made because <laughs> his guitar sounds so crazy. But at the same time, like, it's unavoidable. Like for sure. I mean, well, mistakes happen, but I mean, I've never, uh, I've never been the type of player or listener for that matter that, when I hear a mistake, I'm like, ah, right off that band is oh, yeah, not no. worth me listening to anymore, you know? So like a mistake, it, to me, like, whatever. Keep 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 going. But Well, and I've been in okay. I've been in a band that had like nine people on stage at one time and I and it practices too, and it's fun. It's very fun. And you're like, oh, so polyphonic. But at the same time, it's like in practices, I can never really hear myself. Sure. You know, and everyone wants to hear something a little bit differently. Yeah. And like I'm not loud enough, so with two of us, it's kind of like, uh, can we do that one again? Sure. It's not like a consensus of, yeah. oh, actually, I need, you know, especially when, I mean, I come really unpracticed. <laughs> like, Matthew, <laughs> like Matthew knows today, I was like, this isn't only our first time together. I haven't picked up a guitar since COVID. And, but at the same time, it's just me. He doesn't yeah. have to worry about the other four members not showing up like that. So, <laughs> no, no. I mean, like we've we've all played in big bands. I think the the biggest one I played in was five or six piece. But like, yeah, it, it, may, it might be a safety net. But eventually, you're just kind of stripping things down, and you're you're really focusing on the things that you really want to hear. And yeah, I mean, I think Dana has a fantastic voice and fantastic vocals. So like, Aww. I think that needs to be something that's part of the band you know like sure one third of the band is the vocal sound you know like well maybe a better way to put it then is the safety net might not be the best way to i guess what i was kind of getting at is yes you have you know with a bigger band you can screw up and no one notices but more, <laughs> more accurately yeah. like with a two-piece band the i guess uh responsibility of of make creating the overall sound is much greater on each of you than it would be in a larger band right so i, I guess oh, what, sure. what works like symbiotically between the two of you that makes that something that you are comfortable doing, right? Because, I mean, like you said earlier, you know, being friends obviously helps, but there's a lot of people that, I mean, I'm terrible at music, even though I've been in bands, but there's a lot of people <laughs> I could start a band with that it would be awful, even if they were amazing at music. It would just wouldn't, it would be like oil and water. But there's definitely people I've played with over the years that, for whatever reason, I know immediately going oh, into it that it would yeah. be just like, it would be solid, right? Hmm. 
no, I get, I get what you're getting at. And yeah, I've had, I mean, I played in several bands with repeating people that it's this thing where you're like, I know you're going to get what I'm doing. And it's yeah. not even like I have to describe, well, the, with Voyages, this band and the one before that me and Matthew were in third. Matthew basically came and wrote the drum tracks and parts that I was like, yes, that is it. I, I don't know how I would have ever described it to you, but that is the one. Or it's like for our past band, it was like, that's funny that you did that because that's almost the exact same as the drum track that we had recorded on a drum machine. How did you know that that is the exact thing? So we've worked together to know, well, what each other likes, but also like we've got a pretty broad range of things that we like. We don't do a, necessarily a broad range of things in Voyages. We've got yeah. you know our, our thing going on, but like Matthew's Midnight Re- Review Presents is so eclectic and incredible. Yeah, and really like cool. it's we know what each of us can do and what we want to do together. It's, it's pretty, I don't know. It's, co- it's copacetic a word that works there. It's, I heard that on Daria's copacetic. What year is this? Like, I don't think I've heard. Oh, I just got Daria on DVD. Oh, God. <laughs> it's like it's a my bizarre show. reference to pull out. Yeah, yeah, no, it's cool. It's cool. <laughs> so uh, you mentioned we're, earlier. We're old, Sam. Remember that. I know yeah. I am too. <laughs>
we started doing this, you mentioned that uh, you know you have, this is your first time today practicing since the pandemic, and the pandemic has obviously affected everyone playing music in the sense that there's no shows like that's you know a big one, but a lot of people aren't getting together to jam or practice or they or they can't because of quarantines and things like that. So I guess like when was the last time you guys were actually in a room together playing music? Uh, playing music? Well, I mean, other than today, yeah, it was like when you when you were on your way to the to the lake, basically. Oh yeah, it would have been March, like the, the first week of March. But we do see each other regularly. Sure, sure. Matt comes. I live at the beach, and Matthew comes and hangs out at the beach. It's <laughs> a good guy to have in your band. A guy lives at the two times two, <laughs> two times every three weeks. They yeah. come to the beach. We got a family beach day. Nice. Yeah, but. Yeah, now we, now we might have to start doing like musical family beach day because today I was like, oh yeah, we haven't practiced for a long time. I don't even remember how to sing. Yeah. <laughs> well, the, the reason I'm asking that too is like, you know, that that to use your word, copacetic, that connection you guys have musically, does that, like, is, is that maintained after all that time off? Do, can you guys get into a room and just start playing again and have that same kind of vibe? Or is it is there a learning curve because it's been so long? Yeah, no, I think it sounded pretty good tonight, yeah, yeah. actually. For me, I was like, Surprising. holy shit, I don't know my notes. And so we had to play it a few times. And also, I play a guitar that has insane action. I shouldn't say insane, that's not a good word. <laughs> that has uh, unbelievable action. Okay. And the action is so much that like, my little fingies can't deal with it today, <laughs> both the tips and the muscles. So there's there's a learning curve to like use an instrument I would play for a while. But no, like, we... My part in Voyages, what I tried to do is, it was the fun songs. They're simple, they're not necessarily really simple, but they sound simple. And so my muscle memory for them, one of the things I've really tried to do for most of them is not write bridges. Ugh, bridges are so stupid. Like, why throw another song into the middle of a song? Sorry, not the middle of a song. That's a bold position to take. <laughs> they're fun Bridge, bridges are also bridges, like i can think yeah. of some really fun bridges but yeah. like oh god what a what a tr- overused trophy thing i've heard that about uh, solos i've heard people complain about guitar solos that way but never bridges oh, the first is bridges it? bridges are the solos of people who can't play solos <laughs> so like so me for example sure sure but oh and and that came up so i was in a, in a band before called all of your friends and we had ridiculously long songs that had so many parts and one of our the most tasteful of our band members said to me one day when i brought a new song he said no it ended right there (laughs) i know that you're still playing and that you started a new part but that was the end of the song we're done it's not going to be another eight minute long thing and i was like songs end (laughs) songs end and you don't have to have a bridge amazing yeah power chords okay so do. yeah, voyage. Well, exactly. I, I feel like personally, I've gone through the gamut and then come back to being like, okay, two parts. You can make a bridge over top of one of the other parts. You just change it a little bit, make a new vocal, done, bam, pop, <laughs> pop, formula. Yeah. And Matthew is like, yes, pop. <laughs> and he's like, this is the drum part. And I'm like, oh, that's exactly what I was thinking, but I didn't tell you before, so. So even the drum part didn't have a bridge. The oh, part in your head. oh yeah, he knew. He knew well, instinctually. Yeah. I, I I should take it back. You can have a bridge, but it's not a key change in a new musical part. Okay. Play with what you have and make someone look at it. Oh, they just did something a little bit different. That's fun. However, I mean, sometimes have a bridge, but not every fucking song needs a bridge. <laughs> like seriously, that's that's why some albums are thirty-five minutes and some are sixty minutes. It's sure. all bridges. 
ban the bridges. Yeah, but apparently, yeah, the bridges. I have never thought about bridges in any sense <laughs> to this level. Anyway, I'm just like, oh, it's a bridge. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and sometimes, stuff. sometimes it's great. So, like a prayer by Madonna yeah. needs the bridge. Sure, fantastic bridge. However, every other song. <laughs> yeah. What what sparked this? Uh, not to dwell on the bridge thing, but this is interesting. What what like? At what point in your life did you come to this realization that you hate bridges? Um, I think it's when I looked at the songs that I liked playing that I, like, I, I, I you said before, like, I, I'm not a great musician, uh, I, but I really practice at what I do, which is the songs that I've written. So the ones when I look back, I'm like, oh, this is the most fun that I like to play. And then, you know, in years of being in bands, I'm like, oh, those are the same ones that people like to hear. And yeah. I'm like, oh. And none of them have bridges. <laughs> that's why, yeah, you know. And, 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 it's, and it's 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 when I'm playing them, I'm like, oh yes. You know, when you get to four and a half minutes, you're like, I'm still playing this. Yep. Oh no, it's the bridge. <laughs> so, aside from being a band that doesn't have bridges, <laughs> what I, I hate asking this question, and you're gonna hate answering it, I'm sure. But you know, where do you fit what you do? if you had to put it in a genre, it's a terrible question because now we're in an era where there's 700,000 genres and they all have subgenres and those all have subgenres and half of them are something core or some suffix that I've never heard of. But like if someone says, Oh, Hey, you guys are a band. What kind of music do you play? Do you have an easy answer for that? I mean, Dana, uh, I don't know if he coined it, but great Dane was going by a pop noir or okay. yeah. I was like, I was like that. I'd, I mean, I'd say, I'd say we're, we're like pop, we're, we're we're punk noir because we're punk we're noir. punks. <laughs> Our music might not be, but God, do we have unpopular opinions? <laughs> yeah, Jesus Christ! Yeah. Yes. yeah. Oh Jesus! Yeah. That that's that's probably one of our least. Well, mine. Matthew just is along for the ride. <laughs> but I mean, like punk punk is not a bad way to describe it because even if it doesn't sound like punk rock, it, it can still be aesthetically punk and the way that you go yeah. about creating the songs and performing them and recording them and everything, right? So we were just discussing punk as i don't know a, a mode for life versus like a a, a fashion yeah. or like a music that you've coined yourself as i mean we're talking about john waters of course there okay. you go yeah. exactly i mean it's just yeah punk is punk, we could yeah we could call ourselves punk i think the word punks i mean <laughs> if you call yourself punk i don't think you are but i think at this point <laughs> i think that's like, a, that's the best no. that's great yeah yeah at this point, yeah. I'd be like, no, I am. Yes. And you neo-Nazis you neo are not. Stop using that word. I'm dirty and gross. And I have really unpopular opinions, but they're good. And I'm good at heart, even though I smell. Why? <laughs> and no bridges. And no, no bridges. bridges. Never bridges, no. Well, they, they, not to like get too hung up on, on, on sort of definitions and all this but like one thing that's all i've always been interested in and i think punk fits in with this too is the idea of music either having soul or not having soul and i think that goes mm. way beyond soul music and r&b which i i love that obviously too but, oh yeah but i mean like i think that there's something uh, there's a lot of music that would be classified as punk that i think has a lot of soul even if it's not technically good you know what i mean like i mean there's 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 something in the it has the feeling and it has the energy and it has the the honesty to it, I think that that, and I think that's what makes it either soulful or punk rock. They could both fit in the same category in in, in the sense that it's like someone just being genuine and and barfing up whatever comes out of them without worrying about trying to appease people, right? And I think that, mm-hmm. that, that, that I think that's a better definition of punk than three foot mohawk and a bunch of patches and some safety pins in the nose, right? Like, 
No, exactly. you, you just described positively like how my extended family describes me negatively after Easter. Being like, wow, <laughs> he he really just regurgitated everything that he thought. Eh? Yeah, wow, that was really rude. But you don't look good in red. You're right, Auntie Heather. <laughs> But creatively, that's not a bad thing. <laughs> but that attitude that might be terrible in, in, per, in interpersonal relationships is actually good creatively, right? Because you can say all kinds of weird well, things, and and people might want to hear well, it because I, of the way it's presented. I would say that my personal oh, you got a little scrambled. Are you still there? Yeah, I'm still there. You guys scrambled too. We're all good. Oh yeah, mm-hmm. I, I was going to say yes. I 100 percent agree with you, and, and that um, at the same time. In like our friendship between Matthew and I, and like, Janelle and I, Matthew's wife, and like all of the friends that we have in common, like I express my unpopular opinions, and I think you guys kind of do too, and like I love it. Like it's, <laughs> I, I think that this, I mean, not only being in bands with shitty people in the past, but also like you know being in shitty society now, being in a pandemic, yeah, being like oh sweet, I love my friends, and also like. Heh, Maybe I should just be, you know, say exactly what I think. And they might be like, I agree. You know, tiny dogs are stupid. Or like, <laughs> black lives do matter. You know, the things that people don't fucking say. Yeah. And now they, you know, I think that our friend group kind of does that. It's it's nice to to be able to say the things. Yeah, to say unpopular, let's say unpopular things that some, some people find unpopular. But within your friend group, yeah. And uh, I don't, yeah, I don't even know well, exactly. But you well, can, I've you lost, just, I've lost friends, you know. Right? Yeah, so, yeah, I, I think like, oh, that's God, an important so, part of this whole pandemic yeah. in general, and, uh, and the circumstances surrounding everything that the world is going through. That once people start to say how they feel about things, it can really throw a wrench into friendships and totally. familial relationships. And I mean, well, even when you said back to intent oh, yeah, music with soul like yeah. i i the idea before when someone's like that's my favorite artist or like well like in the grammys artist of the year and yeah. there's to me and i'm sure lots of people there's that delineation between like artist and entertainer and and it's a great area obviously but, but i would put, you know like a, yeah I, i'm gonna say like you know britney spears most recent works are probably more in the entertainer category but then I look also in the local music scene, and then there's people who are definitely fucking entertainers saying, I'm, a, I'm an artist, and I'm so arty. Listen to the song that I wrote about, like, is it okay if I go home with you because maybe you're too drunk and it's not consensual? Great art. Love it. Love it, guys. Congratulations, Winnipeg. Is there, so, a, yes. is there an actual local band with a song like that? I mean, I'm sure there is, but... It's called You're Not Standing. <laughs> Not going to name any names, guys, but the song's called You're Not Standing. All right. Mm. All right, we'll leave that one. Uh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> leave that, there you go, listeners. Leave that one alone, eh? Well, I, I, and I mean, I, I guess, like, you know, not I, I, I don't know if you guys want to talk about this at all, but I mean, you guys, I, from what, looking at your social media lately, I mean, you seem to be having unpopular opinions in the sense that you're kind of, again, I don't know how much you want to talk about it, but you're feuding with other artists over a number of issues and venues and things like that. And you guys seem like you're okay with basically saying what you feel about, like you said, even if it's not something people want to hear. Right. And that comes oh, through, yeah. it comes through when we're talking to you right now, it comes through in your online presence, like that sense of kind of, uh, this is what we are. This is what's up. This is not going to hold back. seems like it's kind of encompasses 
all of what you guys are doing, which is cool because you don't see that a lot. A lot of people are trying, especially on social media and things, to portray some kind of, I don't know, manufactured thing to, to get likes and fans and listeners. And, I mean, you know, you guys are being pretty open about stuff. But, again, I don't know how much you want to get into that on here. Well, I mean, like, Dana is dealing with his own business with, uh, yeah, ex-band members and, and the shenanigans that they're trying to pull. And, I mean, just in general, I mean, we've been involved in this music scene for decades plus. I mean, I've been involved in this music scene for 20-plus years, yeah. and it's a bunch of fucking bullshit for the most part. I mean, I, I love this music scene and the, a lot of the bands that are in it, and I'll say the scene in general, but, like, when everybody just whitewashes the scene and says that everybody's supportive of each other and everybody is out for each other and all the venues are... Uh, you know, altruistic and just want to help the band. So, like, that's a bunch of fucking bullshit. And, like, yeah, this, there's a the scene is full of predators. The scene is full of venues that take advantage of bands and don't pay them properly. Yeah. And cherry-pick the scene, and it's full of cliques and bullshit. And, like, a lot of people just want, don't want to admit that.
We're, we're seeing so many things come to light nowadays and even to keep it in a musical genre, the Burger Records fiasco that's going on right now is just like a prime example of predatory bands and predatory labels that have just taken advantage of people for years. And now that the victims are finally starting to speak out, the bands and the labels are just turning tail and just pretending that like this shit never happened or deleting old accounts and deleting posts and like just this attempt to act like that the way they've been doing things is, you know, there's no problem with it, you know, and I don't know. You're kind of, like you said, you're blacklisted. You're, you can't play. No one's getting back to you about all these shows. Like what is sort of the, what do you do then as a band when, when you're in a position where for whatever reason, but like, you know, you, you end up in a pandemic when no one can play and you right, go, right. ha fuckers, you didn't speak your mind. But when you get out of this, when this eventually ends, like what avenues do you guys have to make your music heard. I mean, like, people are listening to it online, obviously. You can do that. And, I mean, that's how, you know, we connected when I realized what Voyager's actually was. <laughs> yeah, there you go. Uh, but, like, you know what I mean? Like, what, what's what's next? Do you Is there, like... like what's uh, the end game? Yeah. Well, I don't uh, know if there is an I end mean, game, right? I mean, the end game sounds like they don't want you to play... That there are people who are out there who don't want you to play in Winnipeg if they can well, you know make that happen. I think, hopefully, hopefully things change, but I'm sure that they won't. But, like, when you say regrets... I, I I I love playing live. We love playing live. I I mean, I, if I'm honest, we still get to do it together. But of course, we want to play live shows. However, I don't want to. I mean, let's be serious. Let's be serious and say when you're on Winnipeg band, I like I've been in Winnipeg bands that have been very popular. And if you have the right show, there's tons of people there. But like. Lots of times you're playing a show to not that many people and a sure. lot of your friends, which is still great. But I'm not going to fucking compromise. And I'm, again, I'm already an outspoken and like kind of unpleasant person to lots of people. <laughs> but I'm not going to compromise that so I can like have the opportunity to play at the Goodwill to seven people. Right. Sorry. Like, like I've, I guess uh, maybe I should go back to being like, well, we, no, we, we just did it because we're punk. We don't care. I guess, how do you, does this, like you said earlier, you know, quite a bit earlier, about this idea that the Winnipeg music scene is this cohesive, tight-knit, everyone-helping-each-other thing, like, oh, I don't did, you, did you feel that before? Like, has this kind of soured you on that kind of uh, connectiveness and, uh-huh. and community yeah. of the music scene? Because I feel like, in some genres especially, like, I mean, the hardcore scene, for example, there's obviously, like, squabbling and whatnot, but a lot of those bands are super tight-knit, and they all share members, and they all, like, hype each other up and, and help each other, you know, put on music and put on shows, and the punk scene, you know, as well, and the metal scene. There's definitely squabbling and little beefs between bands and stuff, but it seems like certain genres of music are really, really into the idea of kind of giving each other a leg up and it definitely feels like for the most part Winnipeg's music scene is that but obviously like what you're saying here there's things that happen behind the scenes that maybe kind of put that you know to, to not I, be so true I had never seen something like that I know people have had squalls of course like when, when we were in all your friends I definitely was like wow Winnipeg music scene is amazing like they've been so supportive of us all of a sudden we are playing shows no if this this is more of like junior high bullshit or high school bullshit where it's like, yeah, it's that after school special episode where the person goes out with the other person is like, he seems great. 
And then they're like, that was a great night. And they're like, well, do you want to come back to my place? And I'm like, no, we'll see you. And then the next day they go to school and find out the person's told them they they slept together. And like, it didn't happen. And everyone's like, sure, slut. That's exactly what it's like. It's, it's a tight scene until... Especially when it's a safe space. You until, know, yeah. until you're just disposable in that sense, you know? definitely one of the weirdest episodes i've done in a long time in the, in the sense that like you know normally i'm going through the whole like you know let's talk about your album let's talk about how you're your yeah. songwriting process and this how is did you name your band out of hatred this is taking a crazy turn again not to use crazy as a derogatory uh term as yeah, yes. a bunch of few times here but like it's it's 
so I, I don't even know what to do with this, but um, well, I, I'm glad, I really I'm glad you're passionate. It. I'm glad you're passionate about what you're doing enough, and it comes through, right? I mean, whether like again, this is a legal issue. I don't want to touch, and I'm just gonna, I'm gonna put a disclaimer on this episode. Probably oh, sure. Beginning. But, it's, but, it's but all, I appreciate all, that... All content is the people's own. Yeah, yeah I appreciate that you're passionate enough, enough about it and that you're still going ahead and making music despite the obvious obstacles in your way. So that's cool. I'll be honest with you that... And Matthew can attest to it that, like, Matthew's been like, hey, written anything new lately? It's been a huge, huge artistic barrier for the past three years where it's like, well, again, our band practices is what keeps me motivated. Yeah. So... Not having played since February, when I was like, well, this is actually kind of the first time I've played anything. Like, I'm not at my house practicing because without, you know, doing it with Matthew, it's kind of like, yeah, yeah. It's like triggering in a weird way. <laughs> right. I, I know it's a horrible term, but it is. Sorry. No, sorry. it's okay. okay. I'm, I'm so sure. This is yeah. this is getting way over time for for a podcast. Yeah, so, yeah. Um, no, sorry. To try and like get less less heavy here for a second, like where can people find the music that you do have out? I mean, you know, obviously they can't see you live anywhere because of the pandemic anyway, and maybe not when you come back from the pandemic. Because, yeah. you know, it never, sounds like yeah. it's a little a bit of an issue there. But where can people hear you? I mean, if someone listens to this and like gets through all of that and still wants to hear what you do, what's oh, the what's the I option? Like where do they find you online and to, to check out some oh, music? This is, this is all actually scripted. We're doing this to become infamous. We this tried the famous. We're all planned. Be... Right, right, right. Uh, Instagram. Uh, we do have a SoundCloud somewhere. That's some acoustic earlier demos, but they're still really fun. But it's it's somewhere there. But just look up Voyages. We're not the racehorse. Yeah. And we're not the other things that aren't you. us. Yeah, sure. Yeah. Yeah, but I think Instagram, it's yeah, Voyages Instagram. three times, like Beetlejuice. Yes. Voyages, Voyages, Voyages. Oh, no. the maybe, first just year. Oh fuck! He disappeared. <laughs> Everything is overcast. Oh, I've done all that you've asked. Check off a box for every thoughtless task. It's just that formal feeling, let it pass. Still, you say there's a way, but there's no way. 
fucking stupid, but you asked me to do it, so what do I do? Even though I'm oh my god, this is fucking stupid when you ask me to do it. Do I do I do it? Even though I'm oh my god, this is fucking stupid when you ask me to do it. What do I do I do it? Even though I'm oh my god, this is